Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In Grace's first session, we cover her current situation, including what to focus on during her first semester freshman year. We dive into a detailed resume review and speak about what she needs to do over the next several months to help build her network to try and land a good summer internship after her freshman year. As the youngest participant in this program, we can see firsthand how starting early and knowing what to focus on can build a competitive profile, even at a non-target school. Enjoy. You're actually the fourth of four um people on the on the program so i think for today we're really just gonna for the first session we're gonna just focus really more on your resume um and then just talk a little bit about like your networking strategy um how to approach that the good news is that you're super early in your college career by the way Mm -hmm. how's how's it going did you just start classes Mm -hmm. i've been about a month and a half in now oh okay so a while ago it's Mm -hmm. it's okay yeah Mm -hmm. i'm liking it (laughs) Okay, I'm going to share my screen, and then I think we should just like jump straight in, um, specifically around um, your resume. So <laughs> the first thing is overall, I think it was a, it's a great resume. Um, looks really clean, um, really impressive stuff on there. So take it with a grain of salt. Everything I say is a is a suggestion based on you know what I think we could do, like minor little tweaks to improve it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some thoughts as you get more experience, how to actually um, get those into the resume in such a way that'll that'll make uh, make it look really good. Okay. So some things that you did, um, I have some notes here. So actually, before we jump straight in there, do you want to just talk a little bit about where you are in the process, like um, you know where you're from, stuff like that, so people have an idea of kind of that, and then we'll kind of jump there. Okay. Okay. Sure. So um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and um, I've lived there in my, my entire life. And so about a few years ago, I guess I realized I wanted to go into finance. And then over time, that's I've gotten certain interests, more particular interests, I guess, like in private equity, investment banking, maybe real estate, private equity, still kind of exploring mm-hmm. what I'm interested in. And um, right now, um, have just as a freshman, my main goal or short term goal, at least, is to um, get a good internship for next summer to start me off on the right track. Which is not easy. 
Yes. And so you're at like, you're at what I'd call like a semi-target, right? You're not mm -hmm. at like the good, the really, really, really good news is that you're in New York. Yes. <laughs> so the, the, you have a huge advantage over other people who are either upstate or, you know, we have somebody on the program that's in a tiny little, uh, in Canada, in this tiny little town, he's a dual citizen, but like he has very limited options. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have somebody in Texas and then somebody in California at a non-target. So, and they have like literally one-tenth the number of opportunities that you'll have mm -hmm. um, yes. for, for networking in person and all that. So, so in terms of like, so your freshman year, you just started school, you have, this is like the ideal time to be talking and doing this because you have time. You're not in like super crazy crunch. I mean, Recruiting has accelerated so much so that it actually matters your freshman year, though, in terms of like getting something your freshman summer that's um, that's somewhat relevant. The good news, it seems like you already kind of started that before you even started college. Mm -hmm. A little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And um, we can talk about that. So do you have like any like major concerns? Um, is it just like knowing target school versus not? Um, I know you had you had some sort of scholarship. Is that correct? Sure. Yes, so that's why I am where I am is because of the financial aid, so the scholarship that I'm on. It's great. And so, um, yeah, you had the full tuition award, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so congrats on that. That's a huge bonus. <laughs> um, do you have any, like, concerns or, like, I guess, what would you see, see as success, like, coming out of this in a couple of years, landing, like, a top internship um, or, or whatnot? Or, or do you feel like there's something um, that you'd like to reach for that you think would be kind of a reach for you? Um, I mean, I know, if there, I know a few upperclassmen now who I've spoken with who um, have gotten internships at Goldman, and one of them is who's a senior is going to be starting full-time um, with Goldman in their London office. So that's something that I'm very interested in. And so I guess something like that um, yep. where I can have a good junior year internship and then get the full-time offer and you're open to actually being abroad right you're not yes. like you're okay. not you would actually even like that potentially potentially mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> cool so let's just jump right in then we'll go straight to your resume um little minor things i can send you the wso template there's it'll it'll help you i think you don't need it right now but down mm -hmm. the road it might help you save some space okay um, in terms of how it's laid out in terms of the header and stuff like that but it, I think this is this is great right now. One quick thing, um, your education will quickly move below your experience. Mm -hmm. uh, so probably once you know kind of what you're going to be doing for the upcoming summer, I would even um, do that as soon as you add that new internship in there. Mm -hmm. um, I would go ahead and and um, reverse these the order of these. Okay. Um, and then if you have to, even re even reducing some of this in here. So like get this global business honors program to, to two lines okay. to save space. Um, um, you know what I mean? I think this is really impressive. So you want to keep that. I think the, the clubs is, is great. Um, you may want to have a um, relevant um, coursework up there mm -hmm. as well from your that you're taking your first year, whether it's like economics, finance, accounting. You know, I don't know what you're taking right now, but I, I'd assume some accounting courses and some finance courses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, get those in there. And then for, and I, I have notes here, so you can come in here after and, and take a look. You don't have to okay. do write all these down. But um, for your internship over the summer, I think I would remove the word insurance. Okay. 
uh, just having <laughs> safe finance center. I know it was in insurance, mm-hmm. but just um, we want to as much as possible just emphasize the finance aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, on these bullets, I think you do some of it here in the top. You say one of 20 students, top 1%. Um, you do some good things here with like quantification. I think you want to carry that throughout the resume. Okay. So especially at, at Parallel, um, like research and contract management analysis software. So how many um, did you, did, how many of these did you research? Do you know what I mean? Um, um, or was it just a handful, like five? That's fine. You know, um, just anywhere you can add numbers to, to quantify and really like hammer down okay. that. Um, I would do that. I'm not a huge fan of the bolding. Okay. Um, so I don't know if somebody told you to do that, but I would probably remove it instead to make it really jump off is try to add any sort of numbers. And if you don't know exact numbers, like the impact your, your, um, your work had, I would make an, have an estimate. There. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that make- first bullet point even have yep. an estimate. Okay. Well, I mean, for this one, research and identified contract management and analysis software, um, you could say research and identified um, con- um, over 10 contract management analysis software programs utilized. By- Was it programs that you were researching? We were researching and then presenting a few that we found that we thought would work best. To so how many team. total did you think you went through? Um, we probably went through about 20. Yeah, so it's, it's great. Research and identified over 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say researched and filtered from 20 down to the two top okay. contract management analysis softwares utilized by legal counsel and policy reviewers um, to help to help uh, save um, you know commercial real estate team um, you know 50 hours of work something like that you know what's okay. the impact do you know what I mean because that's a lot of time you probably went mm-hmm. through all of those mm-hmm. <laughs> like give them a give them a, something to chew on in terms of what the impact was. Analyze borrow. So the second one, analyze borrow risk, including application of Fannie loan guidelines while gaining a deep understanding of the commercial and real estate loans process. So here you're really like saying what you learned, mm-hmm. um, not the impact it had on the organization. I would kind of say just reverse it. So um, analyze borrow risk, um, including application of Fannie Freddie loan guidelines. I don't know if you need that. Okay. All right. Like who who are the borrowers here? This is individuals or companies? Um, small real estate firms. Or okay, so you could property. say how many uh, how many of these did you analyze of like small real estate firms? Probably around fifteen to twenty. Okay, so you can say analyze ten plus mm-hmm. uh, commercial real estate or you know, small commercial real estate firms. The borrowers for you know blah blah blah. You can work mm-hmm. on putting, but again, put a quantity um, to better understand um, to help blah 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 so this you got to be careful is like why were they giving that to an intern mm-hmm. so like you know you probably you don't want to oversell like what you did you know what I mean right. um, so like I think it's I think here you're trying to show like I understand it helped me understand commercial real estate loans in that process which is cool but if you actually did work that they used like go ahead and put that just don't oversell it okay and quantify it if you can there mm-hmm. um, Assisted insurance policy checks while gaining significant experience in Excel. So assisted in insurance policy checks. Um, can you explain that a little bit more? Um, so basically, we'd be, it was almost a comparison of two documents and kind of going through a checklist of different things that needed to match up and be the same or things where it deviated from what it was supposed to be and then mm-hmm. making note of that. 
Okay, so assisted insurance policies checks across that you know twenty applications. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. <clears throat> so significant experience in Excel, where there's certain functions you used a lot. Um, uh? Now that I think about it, I guess that should be a separate thing because the Excel was more um, in looking at loss ratios. So I guess that was kind of separate from the policy checks. So part. where the loss, and that's cool. Where the loss ratio, loss ratios, was it mostly using just like division? Or were you no, so it wasn't anything that advanced. It wasn't like lookups or data tables or pivot tables right. or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Um, so if it wasn't that, then I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be like significant experience in Excel, mm-hmm. boom, if it was just like a ratio thing. But I would, I would mention that. So you okay. can say like analyze loss ratios across X, Y, number of um, borrow, you know, whatever, loan portfolios, whatever it was that you were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, you don't even have to say it in Excel. I mean, you could say that. We'll see how it looks. We'll see how the bullet looks after you you update it. Okay. <laughs> and I'll give you my feedback after that. But I think overall, I think you do a really good job of quantifying. You just didn't do it really much, a lot as much mm-hmm. here in this internship. And I want you to carry that into there because okay. I think it'll help. Um, you have a lot on this um, John Hopkins Teen Advisory mm-hmm. Council. Um, tell me a little bit about this, the Finding My Voice and and all that. I'd love to hear more. So um, I started off on the council just as an advisor. And um, I was just at that point when I first started, I was just at meetings kind of verbally giving input on things on mm-hmm. the different hospital initiatives. We'd have different um, different parts of the hospital would come to us and ask for our opinions on changes they were making or policies they were introducing. And then um, some of these other things I list on the bullet points came from that. So I was eventually given some speaking opportunities. And then from that, I was given the opportunity to write a piece for um, the the Hopkins magazine um, about my experience. So I originally, the the sub bullet points, I originally did not have any of that. Mm -hmm. And then someone um, had advised I add those to give more detail. So that's why there's so much there. Yeah, partnered with Maryland Institute College or even. So like, if you're gonna do this, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think it's actually pretty strong. I would just quantify as much as you can again. So like collaborate with patient experience managers, develop and train doctors. How many? I mean, it was just like a general protocol for training all doctors, I guess. <laughs> and was it used? Um, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so you should ask them. Okay. <laughs> so because if you could say that you talked to the patient experience manager, was anything that you did actually implemented? That I would think- actually... I think so, but I'm not positive. <laughs> if can you reach out to them and ask them? Mm-hmm, that? I can find then out. Then you could say, which was implemented across, you know, five thousand doctor, da da da. I mean, that's a really impressive thing, mm-hmm. being so young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this talk that you gave to 50, 150 people in front of mm-hmm. 150 people, that's super impressive. I would almost put that first. Okay. And I would um, almost bring this 150 plus to the front of the bullet. Okay. Oh, so um, gave, um, let's see, address, da, da, da. You can say gave um, uh, talk of some sort. I don't know how to say that. Um, speech um, addressed over 150, 150 hospital leaders on the transition, da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Okay. And I would bring that to the top. Okay. And then rather than bolding 
this stuff, finding my, I think that's cool, but I think the fact that you actually got up in front of this many people at that young of an age, I think is actually more impressive to me than okay. authoring an article. Um, okay. Cause like the article was really a, a personal, my experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think it's more impressive the, the fact that you got up in front of people because a lot of people hate like that scared <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. And then I think this is fine. I think it's this provide if you quantify a little bit more and then we, this is something we could probably just start slowly removing as you have more stuff to add and mm -hmm. you need more space. I think it's fine now because you're not you're not super um, desperate for space right now. Although mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you at the bottom under your skills section, um, I'm going to want to add a few things here. So um, so what I say, yeah, experience above education by this summer. I already told you that uh, the results of your action, not just your actions, quantify even more, remove the word insurance and ask you about the Excel thing. Mm -hmm. uh, modeling specifically. So you kind of say DCF and precedent transactions. Did you not do any um, three statement modeling or mer mergers and acquisitions? Did you not review any of that stuff? Um, I did. I think I had had that before and then someone advised me to cut it down to so just that don't cut so. it down you want don't cut it down you want all those buzzwords there especially with all the automated filtering that's going on mm -hmm. you want to have so so if you just say to me DCF and precedent transactions I'm going to think all you know is valuation that you don't know any modeling okay um, so I think you you want the words financial modeling in there self-study mm -hmm. and you want to tell me how many hours you've actually spent doing it okay so over 100 hours of self-study i think you should also invest in a um, one of the online courses mm -hmm. and we can talk offline about um, the different options there um but i think just to to reiterate reiterate that you're investing not just in school with your accounting courses but you're actually trying to get the practical mm -hmm. knowledge of being in excel and becoming a wizard there because if you show up and you say like yes i know how to do this and they ask you okay well tell me this function and you don't know it then it's kind of you know okay do you have experience with pivot tables yes do you have experience with data tables yes do you have experience hmm. building three statement financial models yes right that's that's who you're going to be going up against people who say yes to all those questions eventually right. like you're okay now because you're fresh mm -hmm. <laughs> but like the more you can kind of uh front load that and I would say this this summer is a huge opportunity for you. If you're really, you should always be focused on your grades for this this first year because that really mm -hmm. your GPA plays a big uh, role in the internship search. Um, but this summer, especially if you have kind of a little bit of an easy internship, yes, you can have fun. But I would put in a lot of time on on that skill okay. set because um, if you can speak to it, especially if you're confident, if you can speak to it in an interview and show that you actually really do know it and you're serious about it, it's gonna get you so many points. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of company valuations, I would call it financial modeling. Okay. And you could say valuation and then parentheses DCF, press and transaction, comparable analysis, then you could do um, comma, you know, financial modeling, you know, 100 plus hours of self-study. I wouldn't write that until you're confident and you're ready for that. Okay, <laughs> but I would I would definitely have maybe a resume like a the next level resume for for maybe not this summer when you're applying, but um, I mean definitely put something there. It's a little aggressive right now for where you are, and we can mm -hmm. talk about like whether you include it in this next in these like applications that are coming coming out yeah. soon. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, and then another thing that's important is. Um,
yeah, so the specific, say financial modeling, say the specifics, three statement, merge modeling, M&A, you know, or M&A, LBO modeling, valuation, over 150 hours of self-study, or you, over, even if it's over 50 hours, that's okay for now. Okay. Um, to be a little bit more reasonable. Um, you should definitely have an interest section. Mm-hmm. Um, did somebody tell you to remove the interest section? No, I just never had one, I guess. You should. You should absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you why, and people think it's silly and, and um, interests are, it's, You'll find finance professionals are super busy, and nine times out of ten, when you sit in, sit in on an interview with them for the first time, they'll be like, "Oh shit, I didn't look at this resume until <laughs> right now," and they'll go straight down to the interest. And then you can spend about half the interview just talking about something you love, um, mm-hmm. whether it's a certain type of, um, whether it's nonfiction this or whether it's. Um, a certain type of movie or whether it's poker or whether it's whatever you, mm-hmm. whatever it is that um, you're passionate about that you know a little bit a little bit about um, especially and I, you know what I would say to you it's actually even more important because you had a 4.0 coming out of school and you're valedictorian mm-hmm. so you okay. know what the stereotype of you is going to be you are very rigid prepared mm-hmm. this they're going to want to know where's where's the personality like, are you well-rounded, right? So the mm-hmm. intersection is actually really important, especially if you come out of your first year, uh, first year coming out with like a 3.8 or a 3.9 or a 4.0, mm-hmm. then I would say it's going to be even more important to you. How structured is that? Like how, so a I lot of people, things I can't have like very, I don't know. It's not like I can say, oh, I'm like the president of this organization, like really, that's not, this really like that's not as much of an interest as like your extracurriculars, which you kind of mm-hmm. already have here. Um, like you already put like the clubs you're on up here. Mm-hmm. Interest would be more like, what do you do outside of school and clubs? And you probably don't have a lot of time to be honest, but it could be even something like a type of book you like, a type of movie you like. Um, it could be travel, but where specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be um, certain types of podcasts I've seen. It could be power lift. I've seen somebody powerlifting. Um, it could be... Um, let me think. What else have I seen? Music. Do you play an instrument? It could be um, practicing other languages. Be careful with that one, though. <laughs> um, it could be any. It could literally be anything. It could be miniature golf. Um, something that showed that that's a little bit different. And I would say the more specific, the better. Like mm-hmm. something like travel, running, um, golf. It's a little like eh, you know. <laughs> Whereas if you're a little more specific or it's a little more like uh, idiosyncratic, a little more like unique, I feel like people are like, oh, cool. And they'll ask you about that. Just mm-hmm. make sure you know a lot about it if you put it there. Okay. Um, so maybe offline, think a little bit about that. And you you're, you're, you don't have to come up with anything on the spot, but then maybe mm-hmm. just ping me on Skype or whatever and just let me know what you're thinking for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a huge mistake not to include it. Okay. Like, because oftentimes people want to see like, okay, who is this person? And like, if there's any sort of connection there with what they see on the interest, it's a huge plus. If there's not a connection, it doesn't hurt you. They may just be interested. Oh, I've never heard of that. Um, I've had people put something like, um, like maybe people are into art history or they, they'll put like a certain type of art, Baroque art into the, you know, and you're just like, what? Like, where does that come from? You know, um, or um, maybe you like to paint a certain style. Um, you know, who knows, just showing a, a different side of you, um, rather than the valedictorian, perfect student, you know, <laughs> um, finance dri- driven, you know, cause they're going to know you're, you're driven, especially once, um, 
you have all this other stuff um, tightened mm -hmm. up. I think it's gonna it's gonna come across really clear that you know what you want. Mm -hmm. um, so you just want to make sure that they feel like you would pass the airport test. So have you heard of the airport test? No. The airport test is basically they want to know if they were stuck at the airport with you for four hours that they mm -hmm. could have a conversation and enjoy that conversation with you. Okay. It's like. If you were at a bar with friends, you wouldn't be like out at your computer, like like working on Excel, <laughs> <laughs> like on the side, like oh everything has to be work all the time. Um, mm -hmm. As you think about it, like these jobs, people are working, you know, 80, 100, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, even on, on the bad weeks, and they want to know they can actually enjoy the time with you, mm -hmm. um, rather than it all being super serious. But anyways. Um, I think that's a good place to start. So that's that's it really for for your resume to to get going. Uh, and I'd love to see you know in a week or so another version if you can squeeze mm -hmm. it in your classes. Um, just making those edits, and I think you should be able to see in the folder um, the session plan, which has like the comments on um, in there. If not, let me know and I can get you access. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen that folder yet. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, sh I'll shoot okay. it over to you. I'll shoot it over to you right after. Um, the other, uh, some, so some minor things on social media. Um, I didn't see anything egregious. Sometimes people have like party pictures and all this stuff. <laughs> and so it, it was totally good. I would just make your uh, profile private on Facebook. Okay. It is already, but I think you can still see st some stuff. I think it's best just to be, especially Facebook, just to be completely mm -hmm. Like you can't see, nobody can see, see you. Mm -hmm. Like just people who you invite or people who, like your friends you meet. Um, and, and connect with that school or whatever. That's totally cool. Um, and then LinkedIn, I think looks it looks really good. Um, professional. Um, as you, I think this is good. As you bring in, I think this is good. I think you don't need to go in too much detail on this. I think you could make it a little more financy, like especially once you get some of the financial modeling in there, mm -hmm. um, self-study, stuff like that. Um, some of the, I would definitely, in some of the interests, I would show a little more finance-heavy stuff. Okay. One of the things when you have Johns Hopkins is such a big part of your thing, everyone's going to think, oh, she's going pre-med. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, she's going to be a yes. doctor. And so you want to you be a little careful about, like, you know, not having enough um, finance-y stuff. I, I, would, I would encourage people to see that. So, um, okay. and I think this is good. Like, you had your I, AP courses here. I would do the same thing with your... Um, um, your classwork um, at Fordham. So just like, you know, highlight the the accounting slash finance stuff mm -hmm. um, as as much as possible. And then that was it. I think overall it was, and then yeah, I didn't check Instagram and I didn't check like, um, I don't know if you're on like TikTok or any of these other weird, no. <laughs> but I yep. didn't, so just, just be careful, make sure that's all private. Mm -hmm. okay, is that cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Networking. Let's talk about networking. The fun, <laughs> very soft, squishy subject in terms of what to do and how, how to do it. So tell me a little bit about um, you're in New York, so it's a huge advantage. Um, one thing I immediately noticed was 85 connections. It's super low. You're a freshman, so I'm going to give you some, some leeway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's super important that you don't take, you don't just focus on your your coursework and on the inter the organizations um, on campus mm -hmm. that you don't just think hey if i'm involved in campus in these finance organizations if i'm involved in and if i get a good gpa i'm all set you're not all set 
you're not all set. I think what really you need to to focus on is is meeting with as many people as you can in the city, mm-hmm. like actual professionals. So that could be alum. That could be. Um, there's also a lot of uh, female organizations on Wall Street. There's or not a lot, lot, but there's like a few really well known ones. So I definitely do some searching on Wall Street Oasis or on Google and um, try to become a member of those and or start reaching out to to women who've um, who you want to kind of follow in their footsteps, take advantage of those organizations and start building um, your network now. Because if you make a really positive impression on them now, when it comes, you don't want to be asking them late your sophomore year, start building those relationships late sophomore year when you're like, oh, I want that internship. Can you hook me up? They're already going to be, when you reach out to them, you're going to be like, hey, I'll just give you an update. I'm starting to apply here. It'd be great if you knew anyone I could speak with. And that's really hard as a freshman to start doing because you don't have necessarily that much to say it's going to be a lot of you just asking questions right and just like taking notes and looking really diligent and like okay great and then asking smart follow-up questions um so have you done any outreach at all on linkedin before um yeah i've so mostly though over the summer and um at the end of i guess like over the last school year when i was still in high school Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of what I've done is more Baltimore, D.C. based. Okay. Uh, but and then the people I've talked with in New York so far have been in person. There's the investment banking club on campus has had a few alumni networking events. That's awesome. So already. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I've already gotten to meet a few alumni through that um, that work in the field. So that's been good. Yeah. Don't limit yourself to alum. Mm-hmm. Like just try to get into these these other networks, um, these other female networks with with women from Columbia, with wherever. I mean, you're right there. Right. So there's a lot there's a lot bigger network, and the more people you develop relationships with now, and and put in that legwork. I mean, this should almost be like your fifth class. I don't know how many classes you have. Five, four, mm-hmm. five. five classes. Your sixth class should be uh, coffee chats. Mm-hmm. People, and it doesn't have to just be women. It, sh- it mm-hmm. can be men. Anyway. It should be as as many um, as many people as possible mm-hmm. that you can squeeze into your schedule. That could be weekends, just for coffee, for lunch. Um, and I don't know if you have do you have student loans just no. to pay to pay for living? Nothing. It's all covered. No, everything's covered with my scholarship. Okay. So in terms of um, budget, do you have a budget in terms of just like your food's covered? Everything. Um, I have like a basic food plan and then I'm yeah. also buying, you know, off campus. So, okay. So I have, the reason I asked this is because I want to make sure that you're not limited, um, with your budget in terms of being able to take people out for coffee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That can add up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's something you should absolutely, like every single one of those connections you make, if you're making a good impression, you'd be you'd be shocked how many doors that open. So have you had any one-on-one meetings with any of those alum yet? No, not yet. Okay, but you've connected with them on LinkedIn. And, mm-hmm. and Yes. So I think um, step one should be like seeing if you can meet up with them one-on-one to get a little bit more okay. detailed uh, information. I, I, would, I know it's super intimidating, and it seems intimidating because, like, as a well, at least for me as a freshman, I didn't even know what investment banking was. <laughs> okay, so I can't even imagine you're like, are you comfortable doing that? I mean, you you spoke in front of a lot of people. Would you mm-hmm. be comfortable doing that work? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you are, it's just a huge advantage to you, and it's it's more important. It's even more like if you can get a three five or above, it's more important than your GPA. 
Okay. It's more important than anything is the relationships you develop. That's what's going to determine whether you get get the job mm -hmm. or not. Um, you're going to do all the work in order to do well in the interviews and in order to know all the technicals, in order to know all the behavioral. Did you get the uh, access to the course, by the way? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And honestly, I wouldn't even focus that much on prepping for interviews yet. Because mm -hmm. you're so, I think a lot, any sort of interview for you is going to be really focused around um, behaviorals and fit. And we can go mm -hmm. over that maybe in the next session. Session okay. we'll do like half hour of just practicing some of those. Okay. And you have a lot of great experience before college even to pull from for stories mm -hmm. like speaking in front of people, um, writing that article, um, the, the the past internship. You have a ton of, ex like so much more than most freshmen. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't worry, like you're gonna, it's gonna be very easy for us to to come up with like really, really um, solid behavioral and fit answers. Okay. And my guess is that's gonna be 95% of, of the questions. Now, if you do have that financial modeling line on there, we have to be a little bit careful that you're a little bit polished on valuation okay. methodology, stuff like that. So we'll we'll talk about that strategy. Um, probably the next the next session. Mm -hmm. um, but for between now and then, I mean, have you heard anything about internships for your summer um, after freshman year? Have you talked to anybody about that? Any kind of rumblings? Um, there's one boutique investment bank in Baltimore, and I've spoken with someone there, and they said if um, I could reach out to them in January or February about an internship. So I know that's a while away. Yeah. Um, and then I actually applied for a Goldman program in DC. And um, so even though I'm a freshman, someone um, had encouraged me to apply anyway. So yeah. I did, because um, that was, I think, September 1st. So I haven't heard back anything. And then other than that, um, I haven't, nothing specific. There's not a lot out there in mm -hmm. terms of for freshman summer, there's becoming more and more for sophomore summer is almost becoming like right. what used to be junior year mm -hmm. summer. So you like you'd be you'd have a huge leg up if you could find something this summer that's really that even if it's do you have to be in the DC area do you, or Baltimore area? Do you have to go back just for living? Um, this summer I probably have to, but um, and any summer after this I'll probably be in the city. Is that because? Um, just because family or big budget? Yeah, or? for family budgeting. And um, my family probably wants me to go, come back this summer. Yeah, they probably miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, cool. So um, would they be supportive if you did find something in New York, like a boutique bank? I think it probably depends on what it is. Okay. Okay, well, I wouldn't... So what I would do is... Um, there's a company database on Wall Street Oasis. I don't know if you've looked through it. I would look for like DC, Baltimore banks. There's probably not that many. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and let's talk about like specifically uh, ways you can craft some some outreach emails uh -huh. um, to to people there. And I think you should do it now. It shows a ton of planning. I think you already did it to the to the boutique in Baltimore. But if you could do, there's probably another five to ten boutiques. Yeah, I have a spreadsheet. I started with um, some different firms. Okay, so I would start. I would start inmailing them. Okay. Like literally, let's like let's go the through. The HR that. person there, or a specific. No bankers, like team. analysts, okay. analysts, associates. Um, don't hit up everybody at the same at the firm at the same right. day. <laughs> but like, first try the analyst. You can try the HR person. They'll be like, the problem with the HR is it'll be very much sometimes. No, you're a freshman. Like, come back to me next year, maybe if you're mm -hmm. lucky. Um, so 
in your in your I would almost shy away from telling people you're in your freshman year, mm-hmm. which may be good to actually have your experience above your education. Mm-hmm. Doing this again, de-emphasizing your graduation date, uh-huh. just saying more like, "Hey, I'm going to be in the Baltimore area this summer, and I'm really interested in investment banking. I was hoping we could have five minutes to chat. Um, even if there's no, even if there's no opportunities open, it'd be great to just hear more about what you do at XYZ firm." Mm-hmm. Okay. So that way it takes the pressure off of like, oh, she's just going to want an internship. And it's more about like you just learning and you're building that relationship for potentially maybe your sophomore summer. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting so, on the radar super early, which is great. Mm-hmm. So in those original emails, I should mention something about an internship, just not too directly. Yeah, I, th- I think you could do something because a lot of them are going to be like, oh, she just wants an internship. I think you should sh- you should emphasize that like you just want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there's nothing available, understand there's, if there's nothing available for, for, um, next summer, but just want to, I'd still love to chat for, for five, you know, for 10 minutes, um, mm-hmm. anytime that's best for you. Um, this, these types of calls are something you should literally step out of class for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if you have to, and they're like, I'm free in this time, like you make that, you make their, you make whatever their schedule is, you make it work because, okay. um, the, those relationships and those connections, even a 10 minute call. Because that 10 minute call, what it does is it, it provides that it gives you that initial kind of touch point. And now every three, four months, the window's open for you just to give a little update. I've taken okay. these courses, I really love it. I'm still really passionate about this. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I noticed this happened, this deal happened, or I noticed you guys closed this transaction. Congratulations. Boom, done. You've created now a second touch point. Then all of a sudden, okay. by the time you come around sophomore year, and you send out that email of like, hey, just I was hoping to touch base again. You get on the phone and be like, hey, I was wondering if you guys could do anything, even if it's unpaid. Anything you got to do to get that first internship in IB mm-hmm. on the resume is worth it. And you should tell your parents, like take out, I would say take out debt if you have to. Mm-hmm. That's how important, I mean, you're saving so much with the full ride. Like do what you have to do to survive and get that IB internship, that first IB internship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, because it's going to just open it's immediately going to make you so much more competitive across immediately. You're just going to get all the interviews, um, even mm-hmm. from a because they're going to be like, oh, wow, look, she did amazing in high school. She's a, she's a go getter. She has the financial modeling. Everything, every box is going to be checked. Great. Okay. She doesn't go to a top school, but look, every single box is checked and it's in her resume is screaming banking. Mm-hmm. And so then it's going to be like, it's going to be very hard to turn you down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I've heard some people have said that cold calling places can work is that something you advise for or against or um it depends on the person you got to kind of be self-aware are you comfortable mm-hmm. if you're comfortable doing it it's not something i'd say oh it's horrible mm-hmm. um i tend to think it, you don't necessarily need to do that initially um i think you can do a lot of damage on linkedin like your 85 connections like you should be up at like 300 within like a couple months okay sounds crazy but like <laughs> you could do you could literally do um you could literally you should be connected to every single banker in i mean just new york alone how many bankers are in new york <laughs> a lot <laughs> Five thousand, ten thousand. so <laughs> you can imagine how many hours you could spend there just trying to build connections even if there's no direct i mean you want to start in the smart places that are with people that are potentially going to help you the most. So yes, alum number one, but then it's like you have um, all these uh, these female associations. Mm-hmm. 
So that should be like your second hit list. Like anybody that's in any at all sort of involved in these organizations, that should be number your number two list. Number three list should be um, anybody who's from the DC Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Right? Should be three. Uh, number four should be, I don't know, maybe you like crew and you like rowing. It should be anybody who's in crew in, in banking. <laughs> I don't know. So that's why the interest section is so important. That's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the personal stuff. And that personal stuff can actually almost be more powerful than alum. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's okay. that's what I would say. Um, in cold calling, yes, if you have to get there, um, if we have to go there, you can go there. But I think you can do a lot of damage um, with just email and um having a really polished like the entire having everything really polished and ready okay um so that's it any other questions so like i guess before we before we call it mm-hmm. um for next time i'd love to i'd love for you to really accelerate your your linkedin networking mm-hmm. for people in okay. new york i'd love for you to actually see if you could um invite people out um, either a coffee chat, you know, I'd say I'd love to take it for coffee or if it's too hard to get out of the office, just even a, even a 10 minute phone call would be great. If mm-hmm. you want to send me those, um, those templates, um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah, to- I have so, like it's one template I've been using the past year. That's been working really well. Okay. Do you mind sharing that? Do you mind sharing mm-hmm. what that is? Yeah. Um, because I think it kind of depends. Um, it can it can change slightly depending on who you're like for alum it's one right for for people you know in baltimore it's another because you have that like tie back there Mm -hmm. you know right so the i just found the most recent one was um over the summer i was reaching out to a fordham alum um and then do you want me to send it to you or just read it out yeah just read it out and i'm just Um, curious so I said, uh, my name's Grace Oki, and I'm an incoming freshman at Fordham University's Gabelli School at Lincoln Center. I noticed you held several finance internships during your time at Fordham and currently work at Societe Generale. And as a student who is particularly interested in M&A work or capital markets, I would love to learn more about your experiences. I'd also be curious to hear about your experiences doing an internship in the city during the academic school year. I'm eager to learn more about this niche of the finance field, and I'm appreciative of any time you're willing to give to help guide me. And then uh, I asked, like, do you have any time to schedule a call? And then I gave my availability for the next two weeks. And what'd you say for availability? I, I hope I hope it was pretty open. Uh huh. I'd said um, yeah. I'm available this Thursday, so it was the day after I sent the email after yeah. 7 p.m. or most mornings next week. Perfect. Okay. Um, I think that's great. I think the only thing I'd say is you could probably tighten it up a little bit. We could even shorten it, like it, like writing out the full business school. Right. I think you'd just be like, you know, at the business, you know, at the business school at Fordham, like the Volcabelli to school of business. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. need to write all that. It sounds really formal, which is actually kind of endearing because it's like, oh, she's being super formal, which is good. You don't want to come across as like, hey, but, you know, you don't want to come, mm-hmm. come across as informal. Um, but I think you could shorten it, make it even easier to read for them and easier for them to respond. Okay. So send that over to me. You, you can mm-hmm. just even send it through uh, Skype chat and I'll okay. I'll take a, an attempt of shortening a little bit. If it's working, if you're getting a really high hit rate, you don't really need to change it. Mm-hmm. But for other ones where the connection is less strong, meaning it's not alum, it can actually make a big difference mm-hmm. in terms of literally like two lines, three lines. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it sounds like that was pretty short. So you didn't go crazy giving your life story or anything like that. No. I mean, <laughs> even the ones reaching out to Baltimore people, so like non-Fordham people yeah, were well. really similar, just a different first sentence or second sentence. And how did, how, what, what's the hit rate been like in terms of response and you getting on the phone with people? Um, it's been pretty high. So I've, um, like 30%, 50%, probably a little over 50%. Wow. That's really um, good. I think like I have three connections I made at the D Goldman's DC office using uh -huh. basically um, similar format and okay. then a few other smaller places around Baltimore. So yeah, that's great. I think that's great. So yeah, maybe don't change what's working. Just just scale it mm -hmm. like significantly okay. scale, it. like see if you can scale that to to New York. Mm -hmm, right. So I just I mean, haven't sent that many emails. Yeah, I mean, I would literally like, okay, don't go crazy where you can't even, like, you don't have enough time <laughs> to like, do right. all these. You have to be smart. But, like, if you sent it to 20 people a week mm -hmm. and you got 10 calls a week, mm -hmm. imagine how quickly your network would build. Right. <laughs> and it would be incredible because you'd literally, by the time three or four months passed, you'd be coming into the end of freshman year with several hundred calls that you had done sounds mm -hmm. crazy or maybe not 100 but like 50 to 70 like mm -hmm. strong calls and strong connections you had made with hopefully notes you had taken in some sort of spreadsheet to keep your <laughs> and then and then that's almost enough like the strongest ones and then um i would never say stop but that you could you could almost slow down a little bit and continue mm -hmm. to do it because um then you're going to start actually making connections of like, okay, I spoke with this person at this firm. And then you can start being like, well, yeah, yeah, I spoke with XYZ. And then it becomes even stronger. They're like, wow, you've already spoken with this person and you're a freshman. That's amazing. Um, you know, yeah, definitely let me know when you're applying and I'll make sure you get an interview. And mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what ends up happening. Um, and then the people who kind of put their head down thinking, I'm just going to apply. I'm going to get a 4.0 GPA and everything's going to be fine. They get shocked when they don't get picked for an interview. Mm -hmm. It's because the people who are doing that type, the, the type of work that you're that you've already started um, to a bigger scale, that's the people that get picked for an interview. Mm -hmm. So, really, more than the the whole resume review did more than anything, it's going to be about those personal connections you built mm -hmm. um, over this these first few years. So, okay, um, yeah, shoot that over to me. I think it it sounds okay. fine. I mean, if it's working, we could mm -hmm. just start literally um, scaling that up. Can you carve out? Um, are you working part time at all? No, I'm not. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so you have the five <laughs> courses. Yes. Um, how many hours a week is that? Um, it varies. It's been picking up a lot the past couple weeks, and I have midterms next week. Um, right. But probably 20 to 30, maybe like a little more. In class or with, with homework and everything? Um, with homework and everything. Yeah, okay. So 20, let's say 30 conservatively in midterms is going to go up. Um, yeah, if you could put in 10 hours, 10 to, I think 10 to 15 hours a week, and it, it shouldn't mm -hmm. be too crazy. No. Into the, into the, you know, yeah, get your resume going, but then really focusing on the, network, on the networking and building those relationships. I think you're going to be in a good place to land something this summer. Mm -hmm. Our, our, our focus 100% is going to quickly turn from this little resume review and this stuff is going to really quickly focus on networking. How is that going? How many people did you reach out to? And let's talk about behavioral interviews um, and stuff like that. And then um, I, while I would invest in financial modeling training stuff, courses, I wouldn't 
go crazy there. Um, I would give maybe five hours a week to that, three hours a week to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's going to be more value in terms of building out the network. And then this summer when you are doing the internship, I would really like have the internship as your one job and then financial modeling as your mm-hmm. second job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's it. I think for now, any, que- any other questions like the cold calling? Yeah, I wouldn't, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be much more efficient just using in mail. And, and by the way, do you have in mail and, or you, I mean, you can always do connection requests with a, mm-hmm. with a personalized message in there. I that's think- what I've done before. I don't have the LinkedIn premium as of now. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to get it as of now. Um, and by the way, you, I think you only get like 10 in mails anyways, and then it's okay. super expensive for each additional in mail. Um, if you have any sort of restrictions on search, I think it would be worth it. Um, like mm-hmm. if you're not able to do interest or something like that or search by thing, I think once you um, once you get through the alum, I mean, there's there's so many things you can tap into being in New York. Like, I, I don't think you're going to run out. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to run out. So, um, yeah, how many people should we aim for? What do you think is reasonable in terms of in terms of like connection requests? Are you talking about like per week or per week per week? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Cause like you could do a, a filtered search and you'll probably have like a couple hundred right there and you could literally do a couple hundred in, I don't know, three hours. Mm-hmm. If you have and like a specific those be asking for a phone call or that's a problem, right? You mm-hmm. don't want to get crazy and do it all at once because then all of a sudden you could have too many calls and your schedule mm-hmm. could fill up. So I would. I would first in the first week maybe do like twenty or thirty, mm-hmm. and see how many convert into calls. If okay. only a couple convert into calls, and start scaling it up. Mm-hmm. And is it smarter to just directly email them if I know the email format? Yes, uh-huh. yes. And let That's me tell you something else. I told one of my, the other um, the other mentees. What are you using? Uh, do you have a a application or extension on your email? Are you using a Gmail account? Mm-hmm. I have an um, extension where I can see the view and it's been viewed. Do you have something that can ba- uh, pop it back to the top of your inbox if they haven't responded? Um, I think my Gmail has been automatically doing that. Yeah, um, I would. It's that extension I have. I'm not sure. <laughs> there's something called Write Inbox, R-I-G-H-T, Write okay. Inbox. And I'll write that here. Um, use Write Inbox. Write, what Write Inbox does. So... Gmail will pop something up like, should you respond to this person? There's been no response sometimes, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't leave it up to Gmail to determine what's important and what's not. Okay. I would use something called Write Inbox. So along with your spreadsheet, anybody who connects with you and writes you back should be entered into your spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Okay, boom, works at this bank. Here's their email, whatever. I mean, once they connect to you, you can look at their profile and get their email out of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Um. I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a profile button. Let me see if I can show you here. View more, uh, save to PDF, uh, profile, save. Let me see if, if I can see yours. Yep, right here. See? Oh, okay. Yeah, so like a lot of, that's a little trick to get emails. Um, it's a, it takes a little bit, um, okay. but you can um, you can grab that out and then it's so much better over email if you have mm-hmm. that. Um, it, the problem is sometimes those will be personal emails and they'll be like, oh, don't email me here. Can you email me at the profession? Yeah, no problem. And then you start emailing them at their, at their work. Mm-hmm. Um, the beauty of getting it into email is twofold. Number one, it, they're more likely to read it. Number mm-hmm. two, 
using right inbox or boomerang or one of these other extensions, you put a reminder on it two weeks later or a week later to follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a one and done. Oh, sorry. I don't want to bother you. Mm-hmm. You know, people are busy. Like as long as you're following up politely, Hey, just, just, uh, bump this top, top of your inbox. I know you're probably super busy. Um, I'd love the chance to chat anytime, um, anytime that's best for you. Mm-hmm. you know, here's my schedule over the next day. And so following up with that, one week later, and then again, three weeks later. Okay. So you'd be surprised how much higher your hit rate. I mean, you're already getting over 50%, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But I bet you can get that up to 80, 90%. Um, if you're already getting 50%, maybe not 90, but maybe more like 70% for cold mm-hmm. emails. Uh, for people who connect to you on uh, LinkedIn, you get the email. Get it out of LinkedIn and into email as much as you can. Okay. Um, not everyone's email will be there, but a lot will. And then um, from there, if you're using an extension, um, I think it'll be really helpful to you so you don't miss. So every day you'll probably have, if as you start building this, every day, every morning, you'll have like reminders of like 10 people last week that never responded to you pop up into okay. your at the top of your inbox. And you'll be like, oh man, now I got to do the follow-ups. But then there's templates that you can mm-hmm. save in uh, using right inbox. You can be like, okay. click click follow up one, follow up one, follow up one, and you just make sure the name's correct <laughs> uh-huh. on each one. And then you hit send, 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 send. It takes you like 20, 30 minutes. And then oh. you'll be surprised how many more responses you get. Okay. Um, I use something called Calendly. I think that's a little bit too forward to be like book time on my calendar when you're like a freshman. So I, I'm mm-hmm. going to say don't use it. Um, really just like, but you should obviously have a calendar for yourself to mm-hmm. make sure you're not late for any of these. And um, yes, I assume you use Google Calendar or something like that to mm-hmm. stay organized. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think go for go for at least 20, maybe 30 um, this first week and see how many calls you can get set up over the next few weeks. Okay. Uh, and then if, if you're only getting a couple calls, like two, three calls set up, go ahead and do another 20 or 30 the following week. And maybe mm-hmm. another 40 um, until you feel like, hey, I'm doing like two or three calls a day. This is getting to be a lot. Then then you can slow down a little bit. And then just until you find until you find a good cadence where it's like maybe it's only maybe it's 10 people a day mm-hmm. uh, or maybe not. Maybe it's five people a day or you just do 20 at the end of the week to kind of recycle that and get that next batch going. Mm-hmm. But it should become a habit. It should be your sixth class. Mm-hmm. And okay. that grades, that grades more important than all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Because it's it's your future. Mm-hmm, you're, right. You're not gonna take your grades. You're you're not gonna take your, you know, you take your grades with you, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get paid through your grades. Okay. Um, and so it really developing the relationships um, is is I cannot emphasize it enough that this skill set of being able to network and being confident, asking the right questions, you're gonna get better and better and better to telling mm-hmm. your story. Um, your, your questions are going to get much more nuanced, specifically when you see somebody in LevFin or you see somebody in M&A, you're going to know the type of questions to ask after you've done 20 or 30 of these, or maybe more like 50 or 100. So imagine somebody who's going into sophomore summer internship interviews who's done five of these calls or 20 of these calls versus somebody who's done 100. Mm-hmm. Imagine the difference in confidence in terms of knowing the bank. You've already talked to two or three people at that bank. You've already, you know exactly what the different groups are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you're in these calls, either take notes um, with your pen in terms of like in one of the, the most important, uh, like in terms of like the group structure, culture, because then you can pull like when you have a specific interview for that firm, you can be like, I spoke with uh, per- John Smith. 
he mentioned how and he really emphasized how this you guys have a blah 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 culture and i think that really is appealing to me and so it makes your answers so much better um because mm-hmm. you're like using first person references um and stuff like that the other thing you should always always do on these networking calls is say you know thank you so much for your time this has been really insightful um do you have anyone else do you think that, that might be helpful for me to speak with is there anyone else you and so you're 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 immediately trying to get a warm intro mm-hmm. um the end of that call and it's it can really um quickly multiply your network much faster versus always just it being a dead end dead end dead end dead end mm-hmm. so people who are already hopping on the call they tend to be more helpful people anyways <laughs> <laughs> and so they're usually happy to help okay um I'm trying to think what else i think that's a good start what do you think i think so mm-hmm. yeah i think you're gonna be i think you're gonna be in great shape i think um the other thing is yeah don't let me know. Um, you can do it on the video up the the weekly video update. Just let me know how that those initial outreach things are going, um, and let me know like hit rate if it's dropping below thirty percent, twenty percent. If it's starting to drop below twenty percent, yeah, we should maybe restructure. But if you're getting forty percent, fifty percent, I'd say that's that's excellent. Okay. And don't let it discourage you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, not necessarily just start with alumni. Just any any kind I of would commonality. Do, I would do alum first and well i want to see your resume see what the interests are and see if there's anything we could actually search for okay. like associations and stuff like that um mm-hmm. but yeah definitely do alum i would do um there's a, there used to be something called 85 broad i think they changed their name it was a goldman started i think by a goldman alum and she um she started this huge network i think it's might be called women on wall street now mm-hmm I'm trying to remember, but I, I can pull it up for you right after. But there's definitely some organizations you should look into early on. Okay. Um, I think they'll be impressed. I think the earlier you're looking, I think it's impressive if you're a freshman. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's, I think, it for this week. And, you know, next month when we talk, I'm excited because I, I hope I hope when I look at your LinkedIn, it's more like 250 connections or 300 <laughs> connections. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping um, because then you'll be on your way. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll make sure you have access to this uh, session one plan so you can just okay. check things off and stuff like that. That sound good? Yes, yeah, sounds good. Any yes. other questions at all about any of this? Oh, I guess one other question about my resume, the um, yep. part with the modeling at the end. So mm-hmm. last Saturday, actually, um, the finance club had Pillars of Wall Street come in and do like a day-long seminar that yep. I went to on valuation and modeling. So it kind of reinforced a lot of what I read over the summer. Is mm-hmm. that something I should put it add in there? You that... can. I think it's more powerful to, to give the number of hours you do self-study. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for now, um, again, yeah, change the company valuation to financial modeling. And you can do the self-taught Rosenbaum Pearl, um, but, you know, DCF. It, but I would also include, like I said, the three statement stuff there. Mm-hmm. And you can say also, and plus attended, you know, um, investment banking seminar. And that would actually be good to get investment banking, those okay. words in there. Um, and it's not so much important that you have the name of who did it. It's that you have the concepts there because okay. it's it's the buzzwords. And they're going to know, okay, she took a day thing. She self-studied. But like maybe what you do is you leave off the number of hours of self-study until you're really confident. Okay. Um, and I may, maybe not next session, but the session after that, I may want to do some technical interviews with you, like spend maybe 20 minutes going over some technical stuff. I don't want to put that pressure on you right now because I think you're going to have more there's given how early you are in the process. I think you're going to have more value add focusing on building out that network first. Okay. 
because I, that's going to lead more directly to um, an internship this summer. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. Yes. Any, any, it can be a tiny little IB boutique. It can be anything. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a super, you know, it doesn't have to be a bulge bracket. Any sort of thing, freshman summer, that's somewhat relevant mm-hmm. is just is just gold for your resume. I'm going into sophomore year. So that's why I'm like, maybe your family will let you stay in New York <laughs> <laughs> if you have to. Um, but yeah, let's let's aim for Baltimore, D.C. first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Anything, anything else on that? And by the way, the, the stuff with the, um, the uh, resume, I'll get back to you quickly on that because I know you're going to be wanting to use your resume. Mm-hmm. So like if you turn that in within the next week, I'll, I'll jump in and take a look and get you some feedback. Okay. okay. And I generally shouldn't put my resume when I'm cold emailing, right? No, 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 not yet. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just give a quick summary. And again, you can send that to me and I can give you a quick update. Um, but yeah, I think that's, they'll typically ask for it soon after though. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they want to meet and then, so you want to be ready with it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think that's it. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's good. You've gone to the seminars, you're getting in all the right groups, but again, school, school is like, think of it as one tenth of <laughs> one tenth of 1% of what really matters in terms mm-hmm. of like the networking and stuff like that. It's good to get introduced to some alums in person, mm-hmm. but if you can put in the legwork to do it yourself, it's, you're going to be much, much better off. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound good? Yes, yeah, sounds good. Thank and you. We can t- and we can talk a little bit about that when you start actually having these, if you're nervous about like the actual in-person, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like attire, it's just business casual typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I've done two of them back in Baltimore okay. before. So. so you know, so you know mm-hmm. what it's like. How did those go? How did you feel about those? Um, I've felt really well about them. They were both people I had close connections with. So one of them actually went to my high school oh, okay. and then the other one was um, a connection through that. Yeah. So, um, they were both people I felt very comfortable with. But. Awesome. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't like intimidating. They were very open about what they did. Were they yes. in, were they in investment banking? Uh, private equity. Private equity. Okay. Were they, did they do banking first and then go for PE? No, neither of them. They were both kind of came in from non-traditional paths. And so. they went straight into private equity at undergrad? Um, no, not oh. right out of undergrad. They had oh. other things first and then ended up there. Corporate finance, corporate dev, stuff like mm-hmm. that or, Okay. Um, yeah, I'm having trouble remembering right now. That's fine. <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, that's, don't let those connections go. I mean, they're the strongest connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, the plan to kind of keep them up to date on how you're doing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Don't let those, mm-hmm. make sure they're in your database too, in your spreadsheet. And Oh, uh, yes, they are. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to hit them up every month, but I think every third month is, mm-hmm. a, is a pretty good cadence. Um, okay. To, to kind of just give them an update of where you're where you're at, like as you're finishing each, um, as you're finishing each, uh, you know, semester and or you know once you land an internship and you're excited, let them know how it's going and thank them for their time again. Anything you can kind of pull back from your conversation you have with them that was helpful, I think would be great. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I think you're in a, in a great seat. I can tell you, um, you're you're early enough where you have a mu- you're going to have a much easier time, I think, building that path. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys, Andrew, um, Andrew's kind of like between sophomore and junior year, he's getting some internships and getting a lot of interviews, but like I had to have emergency sessions with him already like twice <laughs> because he's get he's landing all these interviews right now, which is good, mm-hmm. but it's like, it, I feel like we haven't had enough time to really mm-hmm. prep, but I think he's, he's in good shape. And then, um, the other, um, it's 
Vin is in great shape. He has like a really good alumni base. He's at University of Texas. I actually should introduce all you guys. I'm going to, I'll do an email to okay. all of you. Um, so you can kind of um, know each other and, and give mm -hmm. feedback and give advice. Um, and then John is at a non-target in California. He's in the hardest seat because he um, is in his senior year. Okay. He doesn't have a full-time offer. So his the clock is ticking like <laughs> really <laughs> right. fast for him. And um, and so he, he didn't know as much as early as you did. Um, so mm -hmm. he's, in a, he's in a much tougher spot. But we're going to try to get him placed. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Well, any, any other questions before we call it? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Awesome. No. Well, then I look forward to seeing your video updates, your new resume, um, any sort of templates you have. And I'll, I'll try to get back to you um, within a few days um, so okay. that you can keep, keep going. All right, great, thank you. Thanks, talk soon, okay? Yep. Okay, bye. bye. Listeners at Wall Street Oasis, if you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.